Good morning, and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims, and joining us this morning, Rebecca Smith, back with an update from Next Step Community Solutions. Rebecca is a certified substance abuse prevention specialist and coalitions program director. Um, I guess the certified or a certified substance abuse prevention specialist and the program director. At a coalition's program director at Next Step Community Solutions. And That's with all right. that out of the way, thankfully, <laughs> Rebecca, good morning. Great to have you. With Thank us. you so much. Don't forget, InFocus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash InFocus. InFocus is uploaded to our website by the day after the show airs. Next Step basically works in the areas of substance abuse prevention and now mental health, more of a focus on mental health, which we'll get into during the show. But Rebecca, let's just kind of get a pre-see here on just the history, the background, and the mission and the vision and purpose of Next Step Community Solutions. Right. So some people who've been in Tyler for a while might know us at SCADA. Um, and now we, we have expanded to mental health, specifically youth mental health. Um, our mission has expanded to bringing hope, health, and strength to East, East Texas youth. So we focus on mental health um, issues as well as substance abuse prevention. All righty. Uh, you've been around since 1984 when you went into business as SCADA. Uh, in 2011, it's been about 10 years, you switched from SCADA, which was Sister Communities Council on Alcohol and Drug Abuse, to become Next Step Community Solutions. And um, if I understand correctly, that name change was reflective of your broader mission, which is continuing to grow, which we'll talk about later on during the show. Okay, very good. Uh, Next Step Community Solutions. Um, now, again, you focus on... Um, Substance Abuse Prevention and the Coalitions Program, which we'll get into in just a moment here. But you have three other programs, Counseling in Schools and Probation Offices, a Suicide Prevention Program for Schools, and a Youth Mental Health First Aid. And we're just going to kind of um, leave that where it is for the moment. Later in the show, we'll get into some of that and just tell people a little bit more about the broad mission of Next Step Community Solutions. By the way, you're based in Tyler. And um, 305 South Broadway, Suite 603, that's the Austin Bank Building. Austin mm -hmm. Bank Building and 903-939-9010. Um, the website is nextstepcs.org, and you have um, social media capabilities on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So lots of ways to get in touch with this organization. Your program has three coalitions. First of all, tell us what a coalition is, how it works, and then let's get into the individual coalitions, where they meet and what they do. Sure. So prevention has come a long way. Um, it used to be go into the schools, tell kids, just say no, and that was pretty much it. Um, we've learned since then that it takes a little bit more than that. Uh, so now that with this coalition model, we go into a community and we get every background around the table, be that law enforcement, schools, parents, youth, um, faith leaders, just concerned community members, um, healthcare, and we look at a community and say, okay, what are the risk factors for substance abuse? What are the things that are making it more likely that kids would turn to substances and how do we address those issues? So we know um, in this area there is a lot of easy access to substances, for instance, mm -hmm. and there is a, what we call a low perception of harm. Kids just don't think these substances are dangerous. Um, so how do we address those issues and then we'll see that reduction in substance abuse. Okay, in each coalition, and there's an East Texas Substance Abuse Coalition, Piney Woods, and Northeast Texas. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment, but each of them is responsible for addressing the issues as they exist and as they feel they need to be addressed in their individual 
community. Is that pretty much how it works? That's right. That's right. So every community is different. So it's important that we meet with people in the community, get around the table together and say, you're the ones who know this community well. What do you think is going to work um, towards these goals that we have set? All right. The East Texas Substance Abuse Coalition covers Smith County, the Piney Woods Coalition, Greg, Harris, and Upshur, and Marion Counties, and then the Northeast Texas Coalition, Camp Cass, Morris, and Titus Counties. The coalition's funded by grants from Texas Health and Human Services, just in case anybody's wondering where the money is coming from. And again, each of these looks a little bit different because each of the communities you cover um, – uh, in these coalitions is a little bit different. What kinds of folks, I guess there's a pretty broad range, but let's just, uh, in general, uh, kind of looking at all of them at once and uh, thinking in general terms, what types of people are likely to be involved in a coalition of this type? We have all sorts that come around the table. You know, we have law enforcement, and they'll they'll help us with our prescription drug take-back boxes. Or we'll have the healthcare sector, and they help us with um, DEA take-back events and getting out that message about um, locking up your prescription drugs. We have concerned parents and school administration who are helping us get out the message to students about not providing alcohol to your minors and about the dangers of alcohol to minors. Um, so really, I mean, it you know, there's that saying, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, it, it takes a, a village to prevent substance abuse, too. All righty. So if somebody is interested, if they're listening this morning and they say, hey, I think I'd like to get connected to one of these coalitions, it can be anybody who's interested. All they need to do is just pick up that phone and dial. People still say dial. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How about call 903-939-9010? That's about as good a starting point as any, right? Right. Or you can check out our website nextstepcs.org. Okay, very good. Uh, before, before we go any further, I know that um, off and on we'll uh, do shows and news stories with another agency that um, also deals with substance abuse, and that is the East Texas Council on Alcoholism and Drug Abuse, also known as ETCADA. And um, I, a lot of people aren't really clear on how your organizations differ and which one they need to call on if they have any particular issue they want to deal with. Let's talk a little bit about how ETCADA serves a very valuable purpose, but how it also operates from kind of a different perspective from uh, Next Step. Right. So ETCADA, um, they have a different kind of prevention program. They have youth prevention programs where they go into the schools and they do a set curriculum. Um, a lot of times it'll be like a 10-week curriculum that they'll do in the classroom um, for a number of weeks. They also have treatment programs, whereas we don't focus on treatment as much. Mm -hmm. um, so anyone who is needing those treatment services at Cotta would be the best way. Very good. Talking to Rebecca Smith with Next Step Community Solutions, broadly speaking, a substance abuse and mental health-oriented agency dealing with uh, those issues from a number of different perspectives, specifically uh, through coalitions, which is uh, Rebecca's specialty. Uh, covid about as good or as bad a time as any to get into that topic. And COVID has affected everybody in uh, just any number of ways that we really just don't want to go into at this point. Now that we hope maybe we're getting out of that uh, at long last. How has COVID affected your coalition meetings? I know that um, a lot of people have had to meet by uh, meet virtually. Is that what you're doing right now? Yeah, we've been we've been meeting virtually for a while now. And I've been really uh, surprised and pleased that people are still able to come around the table and still able to have those important conversations and get things done at our meetings. Um, you know, of course, there's always technological issues. Um, but yeah. for the Don't most part, 
uh, we've been still been able to work around it. You know, we've we've been able to make deliveries of stickers for our sticker shop campaign to alcohol retailers, reminding those parents not to provide. Um, and we've been able to work with coalition members to help us do that. Um, so we're able to still be social distant, but still get that prevention message out there and to, to meet once a month. Okay, timelines. Uh, we're getting closer, more people getting vaccinated. But we still just really don't know yet when all this is going to be over and we can get back to what I'm going to call a semblance of normal. Uh, Any timeline for you or any criteria you're using to help determine when you might be able to get back to having the coalition meetings in person? Yeah, well, it's really important to us that people, when they attend our meetings, that they feel safe. Um, So I'm, I'm thinking whenever people are more able to find a vaccine that's readily available. Um, If I had to guess on a timeline, I probably would say late summer or fall. Okay. In the meantime, you're holding on with Zoom meetings and still getting the job done, and that is the good news. Um, Coalitions are funded to reduce four substances among teens, alcohol, tobacco, especially vaping marijuana and prescription drug abuse. Now let's go through each of those and talk about the dangers of these substances and things that maybe people aren't as aware of as they should be. Right, right. Um, So whenever I began this role, what really surprised me was um, alcohol kills more teens every year than all the other illicit Mm -hmm. substances combined. Um, And we, you know, people might think, oh, well, that's has just to do with car crashes, but car crashes only make up less than a third of alcohol-related deaths among minors. Um, Then you have things like homicides, suicide, um, falls, drownings, all of that goes into alcohol-related deaths. Um, They're more likely to drop out of high school because we know that teens who drink, um, it affects their brain, affects their ability to learn new information. And we know that they're at an increased risk risk of dependence. Then whenever you get into marijuana, we know that marijuana can lower the IQ um, for teens who use it regularly, and it's much more addictive whenever you start using it as a teenager. All righty. Tobacco, and this is where we get into vaping, which has really been kind of a wake-up call for a lot of folks these last few years. Let's talk about that a bit. Right. So... That we're still learning about vaping, but we do know that it does impact the lungs. You know, a lot of a lot of teens that I've talked to whenever I give presentations, they think, oh, it's just harmless vapor. Well, it's actually an aerosol. And whenever you're inhaling that aerosol, you're inhaling heavy metals into your lungs, things that we really just don't need to have in our lungs. Um, so it does do damage to the lungs. And most of them contain nicotine which is one of the most addictive substances that we know of. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, this is a substance that's the most, the fastest growing among our youth. Yeah, we'll get into some of these numbers uh, in just a few moments, and that'll bring it home even more. Prescription drug abuse. I know you've got another drug take-back day coming up in April, which is something that uh, local law enforcement and drug stores and agencies such as that do, I guess, twice a year in cooperation with the Drug Enforcement Administration. The reason being that prescription drugs... They're prescription drugs, but they can be as dangerous as the other ones. Right, right. That's something I talk about with students as well when we give presentations. They think, oh, well, a doctor prescribes it. It must be safe. Well, these Mm. drugs can be just as dangerous as illicit substances. Um, You know, unfortunately, we've seen so many deaths across the country related to prescription opioids, for example. And we know that um, people who abuse prescription opioids are 40 times more likely Mm. to start abusing heroin um, because it's it's really similar chemically. 
Okay. Rebecca Smith with Next Step Community Solutions is our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. We're talking substance abuse and mental health issues today, specifically among youth. Um, prevention has come a long way from just say no. I think we've kind of been over that. Uh, but uh, the, just the importance of getting stakeholders in the community together. And just a reminder that uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are available. You do a lot of communication using social media. As far as other contact information, nextstepcs.org is your website. You're located in the Austin Bank Building, 305 South Broadway in Tyler, and you can always give them a call at 903-939-9010. Let's get into a little bit of number crunching here. We've talked about how dangerous alcohol, tobacco, especially vaping, marijuana, and prescription drugs can be. There was a Texas school survey uh, that shows results of 7th through 12th graders in East Texas. Let's just go through some of that and uh, give people even a better idea of what we're dealing with here. Right. So the Texas school survey is conducted by Texas A&M every two years. Um, it's an anonymous survey. You know, sometimes people say, oh, well, these students aren't going to be truthful because they're going to be afraid of getting in trouble. It is anonymous and they have they have ways of weeding out students that they know aren't being truthful. Um, so we consider it a really reliable source. Um, and it's been really exciting because we see that in our region, we've had a near 3% drop from 2016 to 2018, and then a 13% drop from 2018 to 2020 in underage drinking. And mm -hmm. that's how we measure that is, uh, they say, have you had a drink in the last 30 days? And we've seen a, a significant reduction in underage drinking. So we've been really pleased about that. Um, let's go through the list. Uh, why don't we go to marijuana and RX drugs next, and then we can go to um, e-cigarettes, which sure. are the real problem right, right now. Right, right. So we've seen a similar drop in marijuana. Um, we had about a 13% decrease from 2016 to 2018. Oh, I'm sorry, 2% drop from 2016 to 2018, and a 27% drop mm. from 2018 to 2020. So we've been really excited about that, especially because... With marijuana, uh, I found among the students there is such a confusion with all the states that are making it legal. They think, oh, it's legal here. So we've really been educating mm -hmm. students about it's still illegal in Texas. All righty. And then those RX drugs. And this might be a good opportunity to talk a little, little, little bit about that upcoming drug take back day as well. Right. So we're really excited. The DEA take back event is going to be April 24th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um, in Tyler, that's going to be at the Brookshires on Rice Road. And in other communities, you can see the locations at EastTexasRx.com. Um, so that's been one initiative, one of many initiatives that we've had around prescription drugs, we've had um, those take back events and then installing prescription drug drop boxes with police departments and some other initiatives. And this has been the biggest drop in any of the substances that we've covered. Mm. So uh, from 2016 to 2018, we saw a 34% drop and then a 31% drop again from 2018 to 2020. So we've been really, really excited to see how reducing that access for teens has made a, a significant drop in the numbers. Mm -hmm. Talking to Rebecca Smith with Next Step Community Solutions. This is In Focus. I'm John Sims. And now we get to that e-cigarette problem. That is trending quite a bit differently, unfortunately, from the other substances. That's right. So we still have seen a tiny, tiny uh, 
there was a, a drop and then it went back up with, and we think that had to do with um, Juul coming out. Mm-hmm. And we can and talk about that. But we had a 54% increase from 2016 to 2018. And again, Juul came out in 2017, so that was right mm-hmm. in that timeline. But then we had a 4% drop from 2018 to 2020. So I think as we're getting these messages out to teens about it's not just harmless water vapor, there is danger to it. Um, and then reducing access as well as educating schools on how to deal with these uh, devices. Um, hopefully we'll see a more significant drop in okay. the years to come. And now that's the good news. It's not as much of a drop as we're seeing among the other substances. And it's just begun to trend that way over the last two or three years. But at least you feel like you are getting the message out there? Right, and that's that's one thing that gives me hope about um, all of these substances is, you know, even if we see a little increase in one substance or the other, we have a roadmap now. Okay. We know what's working. All right. Speaking of roadmaps, tactics you've been using the last few years, I know we've covered some of this. I guess we get into it a little bit more specifically now. You're educating students and parents on the dangers, correcting the belief that everyone is doing it. Um, I guess you just can't say that loud enough. Everybody is not doing it. Let's be honest about it. (laughs) That's right. So whenever I I do presentations to students, you know, I say, well, how many of your friends do you think use drugs or alcohol? And they say, oh, 80, 90 percent. So then when I give them the actual figures, they are flabbergasted. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's it's a really important thing to get that message out there to them that, hey, not everyone is doing it because when they believe that everyone is doing it, they're more likely to do it themselves. Right. Now, you talk about alternative coping skills and refusal skills. What are some of those skills? Can you get, maybe just get a little bit specific about how that works? Sure, sure. And this um, ties into our Sources of Strength program as well. Um, we talk about coping skills because, you know, a lot of teens realize that that alcohol or other substances is something that they might consider turning to. So we talk to them about, hey, instead of a substance, what are some other ways that you can deal with your mental health, the issues that you're going through? Do you have a mentor? Do you have um, positive relationships with adults that you can talk to? Do you have positive friends? Do you have an outlet, a physical outlet, like a sport that you love? what are some other ways that you can deal with your issues other than a substance? Okay, and you mentioned sources of strength. That is your uh, suicide uh, prevention program, which comes under the auspices of your relatively new mental health focus. And uh, hold that thought. We're going to talk about that a little bit in the next few minutes. You also work with businesses to remind parents before the Super Bowl, which is a really... You know, everybody's partying, not everybody, but uh, a a critical mass of people are (laughs) partying, and uh, alcohol use among teens tends to go up around Super Bowl time. So that's why you focused this year and and why you focused every year on that Super Bowl period. Yeah, so we've been doing this campaign the last four years, um, and we've been really excited to see it expand. We've um, partnered with about 30 businesses this year, so we were just over the moon about how many businesses were able to part with us. Um, to partner with us. What we do is we provide these stickers to alcohol retailers um, to go on their cooler doors and they say, Mm -hmm. um, warning, providing alcohol to a minor is dangerous and illegal. It can be punishable by up to a year in jail and a a $4,000 fine. And then we provide um, restaurants with to-go bag stickers that say mealtime is a great time to talk to your teens about underage drinking because we know alcohol is more accessible during the Super Bowl. more parents and adults are providing alcohol unknowingly about the negative consequences to mm-hmm. minors. 
And we know that there's lots of alcohol ads that run during the Super Bowl. So not mm-hmm. only do we want to counter that message, it just gives parents kind of an end to talk to their kids about underage drinking. You bet. Rebecca Smith, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Rebecca is with Next Step Community Solutions based in Tyler, but covering a broad swath of East Texas. And um, uh, uh, reminding parents not to provide alcohol to minors and to talk to their kids. And this brings up the ongoing issue of, oh, my kids will never listen to me. (laughs) And it's really the exact opposite, isn't it? That's right. That's right. So whenever teens are surveyed, they say that parents are the number one determining factor on their choice whether or not to drink. And when I tell parents that, they're floored. Um, But it really is important. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a one-time, you know, I'm going to kill you if you if I found out that you've been drinking, research shows that talking to kids early and often and having a respectful dialogue with them about, hey, here are the dangers. I don't want you to drink till you're 21 because I care about you. Um, and just having that open dialogue in a loving way is really important. Mm-hmm. Also want to draw attention to a website, Don't Provide ETX. Don't Provide ETX, all spelled out just like that with, of course, the obligatory .com afterwards. Don't Provide ETX.com. And that's where people can get more information about these um, stickers that you hand out. They can get more information about the stickers, and they can also get tips on how to have that conversation with their kids. A lot of Mm -hmm. parents might be nervous to talk to their kids about this important issue, but we provide lots of tips. Okay. Uh, The RX drop boxes, uh, there are different law enforcement agencies around East Texas. Uh, Tyler, Marshall, just a couple of ones that uh, come to mind rather quickly. Are there other places where people can drop off their uh, unused or unneeded prescription drugs? Sure. So there's two in Tyler at the Smith County Sheriff's Office in the downtown office and in the emergency services center. Um, There's one in Longview PD. There's um, one at Marshall, as you mentioned, Kilgore. We're really placing these boxes in as many communities as we can. If uh, people want to see all those locations, they can go to EastTexasRx.com. It'll have a map of all those locations as well as the addresses listed. Mm -hmm. And uh, something else that we haven't gotten to yet, vape free campus signs. Getting back to that uh, vaping syndrome, you've created vape-free campus signs for schools and you work with districts on policies. I uh, would imagine that that's had uh, quite a bit to do with the fact that we're finally starting to see that trend go down a little bit. Yeah, I hope so. (laughs) I hope so, yeah. Um, A a lot of schools have found that there's some confusion um, because, you know, people might not be aware that whenever they have a no smoking policy on their campus, that includes vaping. So we have created stickers for their um, doors just so that's clear for people who are visiting the campus. Um, And then, you know, just working with districts to talk about, you know, what should the policy be? What are best practices? Because, again, this is such a new device and a new substance. So mm-hmm. we're working with them to figure out how to tackle it. All right. Uh, let's move into another area, a very important and growing area of the work of Next Step Community Solutions. Started out substance abuse prevention back in the 80s. Now you are expanding into mental health per se with the help of uh, funding from the Women's Fund of Smith County, and also, I believe you said, with the Health and Human Services Commission That's on right. the state level. Let's just get kind of a quick rundown of the mental health services that you offer. We talked a little bit about one of them, the Suicide Prevention Program. Let's uh, get into that a little bit more now. Sure. So um, at our 
office downtown at the Austin Bank Building, we have um, free mental health services for students in Smith County from K through 12. Um, so we offer that. But then we also partner with, I believe it's 61 schools now mm-hmm. across East Texas, you know, because we have schools who are just so overburdened. Mental health is a, a huge issue right now. Um, and it's about 20 percent of students who need some kind of mental health services. But um, school counselors are often overburdened with academics. So really having that behavioral health counselor from the next step on their campus where it's free to the student. They don't have to get transportation to go to a counseling Mm -hmm. appointment. It really breaks down a lot of barriers. So we've seen a lot of success with that. And a lot of schools have really um, expressed how happy they are with having that option for their students. And we talked about the Women's Fund of Smith County. We've had them on the show. It was a while back, I believe, during the summer. And um, that is a relatively new giving circle, as it's known. That's done a lot to support different types of nonprofits in the area. And thanks, uh, and this is on the website, thanks to a generous grant from the Women's Fund of Smith County, you're now able to offer counseling services free of charge for Smith County students in our downtown Tyler offices. Uh, I'll just bet bet that that's just been a win-win for everybody. It really has. Um, The Women's Fund has just been so generous and amazing for this community. Um, And, you know, I hear... I don't work on that mental health side specifically, but I do hear success stories from our counselors all the time. Um, There was a a counselor on a school campus who she said that a dad drove up to the school to shake her hand and said, you know, I don't think my daughter would be alive if it weren't for you. Mm. Um, So we hear stories like that from counselors all across East Texas all the time. So we're just really proud of our um, programs that we offer, the mental health and the substance abuse. And we hear these these great stories every day and and, you know, it makes us get up in the morning. Also wanted to draw attention to the fact that on the website, which again is nextstepcs.org, you can um, schedule a counseling appointment. That's right. It's really easy. You can just go to our website and schedule that appointment if you have a a K-12 student um, who is a Smith County resident. Yeah, just go ahead and click where it says, I guess, um, click here or whatever. It's Mm -hmm. it's easy to find. It's under uh, under the mental health tab on the website. on the website, or you can call the main number, 903-939-9010. Comprehensive counseling in schools, I see you have lots of locations there, and um, you've also got counseling locations in a lot of locations around the area at juvenile probation offices. Uh, There's a program called Youth Mental Health First Aid. It's an eight-hour public education program. You can learn more about that on the website. And uh, then Sources of Strength, which is the Suicide Prevention Program. So uh, just probably, I'm going to say within the last, has it uh, maybe been the last four or five years or maybe not even that long that you've really begun to get more of a focus on mental health? Right, right. Um, so we know that mental health causes a lot of issues for students. And we know that whenever students get a handle on mental health issues early, it's going to prevent a lot of issues in adulthood that might be harder to deal with than if they had gotten that early intervention that they needed. So mm-hmm. all of our programs we're, we're really proud of and um, know that they're making an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, getting down close to the end of the show, and we uh, want to talk about volunteer opportunities now. Uh, before we do that, uh, just a reminder, people can donate individually. You get a lot of grant money. That's where the bulk of your funding comes from. But there's a donate tab on the website. And if you want to make an individual donation, you're more than welcome to do so. Volunteers work largely through the coalitions we discussed earlier. But there are other volunteer opportunities. And that brings us to a specific event where you're going to be needing volunteers. This is called Stand Up to Stigma. It's scheduled for April 30th at Liberty Hall in Tyler. Tell us about that one. Yeah, so that's going to be a stand-up comedy show, and we're just going to, 
you know, of course, have some fun with some stand-up comics, but also shed a light on the stigma associated with mental health and um, kind of break that down with some humor and hopefully have some inspiring testimony from students and from our staff about the kind of issues that we've seen on the mental health side and and just hopefully it'll be a night of hope and a night of breaking down that stigma. Okay, so it is the evening of April 30th, which I believe is a Friday. Are you still working out the details of that or can you maybe give us more specifics about it? We are still working out the details on it, um, but there will also be a virtual option. I want to be sure I mention that for people who are still not comfortable, um, but it will be socially distanced. Um, you know, we'll have some, some seats in between for people just to be extra sure that we're being safe and have that virtual option. All right, and you'll need volunteers for it, and they can call 903-939-9010 or um, communicate through the website, nextstepcs.org, or they can use, uh, what do we have, Facebook, Instagram, and Google. That's, that's the social media you're working with right now. Right, Facebook, Twitter, and, and Instagram. Twitter. Okay, great, great. I, I Did I say Google? All right, well, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So I know, so I can't keep them all straight either. <laughs> I, stand, I, think, I think our last guest had a Google option. But anyway, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, if that is your preference. Uh, one more time, Stand Up to Stigma, Liberty Hall, put on by Next Step Community Solutions. It's a stand-up comedy that deal, uh, 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 program that deals with mental health issues. It will be social distancing and uh, limited attendance at Liberty Hall in downtown Tyler on April 30th, and there will be a virtual option. Uh, Rebecca Smith of Next Step Community Solutions, our guest this morning on In Focus. And um, what lies ahead? Just more of the same, more uh, broadening of the programs, or pretty much staying the course, maybe for the next year or so? Well, I believe we're still expanding. Um, we, I mean, we've seen such a huge growth in our programs in the last few years, and really the sky's the limit. Um, so we're really excited about where we're going. Okay. That about wraps it up. Rebecca Smith of Next Step Community Solutions, our guest this morning on In Focus. Rebecca, thanks so much for coming in and sharing all the news you have to share. Thank you. You bet. Once more, Rebecca Smith, Next Step Community Solutions, our guest this morning. I'm John Sims. Thank you for joining us. See you again next week on In Focus.